I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, for liberty and justice for all. You ever shit yourself or almost shit yourself during a run? Yes. <laughs> uh, I've, I would say, honestly, probably about once a month. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Six Deep podcast interview brought to you by, well, still nobody at this point. Maybe someday. <laughs> Tonight we have yet another great guest speaker. He is the UIS cross country and track coach, an Olympic athlete hopeful, and former Springfield High track star, Tyler Pence. Tyler, thanks for being here with us tonight. Thanks for having me. For those unfamiliar with Tyler's accomplishments, after starring for Springfield High, he went on to run for Southern Indiana University, where he was a two-time national champion in the indoor 5,000 meter and outdoor 10,000 meter. He was a nine-time All-American, among many other awards. After college, he returned home and took the head coaching position with rival school UIS, where his experience has had an immediate impact for the program and the young athletes he coaches. More recently, Tyler qualified for the U.S. Olympic Marathon Trials in Atlanta, Georgia. Overall, quite the impressive resume, and we are happy to have you. Thanks for having me again. So uh, we like to do things a little backwards here, Tyler. Uh, yeah. As uh, our first two guests have found out, we, we start off with some rapid-fire questions to yeah. uh, get to know you a little bit. So I hope you're ready. Yeah, let's go. Okay, first one. Best running shoe brand? Nike. Nike. Do you prefer track or cross-country? Track. Ooh, you had to make a choice one. there, huh? One. Yeah. Sorry, half of your uh, yeah. players. Favorite gel flavor mid-race? Uh, salted caramel. That, that sounds good. <laughs> I'll take some of that right now. Favorite distance to run? Uh, marathon. Marathon. That, that's a little different than uh, <laughs> yeah. your previous, so that's become Very, the favorite then. It has recently, yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. Uh, favorite distance to coach? 10K. 10K. Yeah. Best race you've ever ran? Uh. 10K my uh, junior year in college. Just the national, national championship. championship. Yep. Very good. Yep. Uh, best teammate you have ever run with? Johnny Guy. Care to tell uh, us a worst? He was, uh, he was a national champion, 18-time All-American. Okay. Uh, oh, you said the worst. Yeah, care to tell us about oh, the worst teammate? The worst. Oh, God. I hope he listens to this. Um, <laughs> Michael Jordan is actually his name. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, when was this? Yeah, he was um, – so – he was a junior when I was a freshman. He stayed around for two more years. Um, he's super cocky. We He was our number one. I was our number two. Okay. Hated each other. Um, so it was more of a really competitive good. spirit than yeah. the fact he just and sucked And we're actually it, really good friends now. Okay. Um, but he was definitely the worst teammate I've ever I, had. I, All right. I heard he came in second place in a national race to uh, oh Indiana State player or runner named lebron i can't <laughs> and he actually oh, runs gosh. pro now for nike so he's he's doing well and he's we're, we're good now but we did not like each other in college all right i, I imagine this one will come uh, with a name more recognizable well not since his name was michael jordan but uh best runner you've ever faced off against uh galen rope yeah yeah saw that one coming Super for sure uh best coaching moment to date uh Say three years ago, conference 10K, uh, we won the women's 10 and the men's 10. Awesome. Yes, yes. Better runner, you or Heath Warren? Uh, me. 
<laughs> better athlete. No offense to you, by the way. Better, better athlete. You or your sister Courtney? Myself. <laughs> but Ooh. she would she would say herself as well, so that's why I'm saying myself. So I hope she listens. I yes, she will. All right, final question of the rapid fire: mm-hmm. Is track a real sport? Track is it? Do you want to, is this where I go? On <laughs> all right, all right, all right. For those of, for sport. those of you who maybe haven't listened to our previous episodes, there's been this controversial idea put out there that maybe track shouldn't count as a real sport. Controversial. I would imagine Tyler, you have a very different opinion on this matter. I do. You uh, care to share that with us now? You know, I don't have a strong opinion on it. I know people have you know their opinions, and I'm fine with them sharing theirs. Um, you know, if you look up the definition of a sport, I think it's uh, physical exertion, and I think that the second thing is some type of skill. I do think there's skill involved with winning a race. Um, so if you go by definition, it is a sport. I also want to say, too, before you guys say anything, you're going to ask, what, what's the skill? I know you're going to say. Um <laughs> Everybody who says that certain sports aren't a sport, they typically suck at them. Am I, you know, that's, that's the way I see it. People who say golf's not a sport, they typically suck at golf. You say running's not a sport, you're probably a really bad runner. So, <laughs> so I'm not a good cheerleader. The one thing, and I'm, that's always been Zach's stick, is that track's not a sport. Keeping in mind, he ran track in high school. and <laughs> he, he did run track. Um, and he's a former marathon runner, and he continues to preach this. So there's something I've never done. So I don't know if I suck at it or not, but it's not a real sport, and that's CrossFit. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. No, no. I think we'll wrap that up. I I think Tyler makes Tyler makes a lot of fair points here, and I think I think a majority of people do consider track a real sport. Hold up. You got a question here, Zach? What's the skill in winning a hundred meter dash? The start. I don't know a whole lot about the 100-meter dash. You know, I'm more of a distance guy, but I guarantee you there's – if you talk to a sprints coach, he would tell you a lot about getting out the blocks or – Arm drive. Yeah, yeah. All those things. <laughs> little, yeah, I, I'm, that's, I'm sure that is something. But I'm sure there are a lot of different things that go into that. So is distance running more of a sport than sprinting? I wouldn't say there's a difference. You know, I and I think there's also a lot more skill involved in other events. I mean, pole vault. I think that's a whole lot more skill. Absolutely, than, you know, I think. Running a I think the field events are very skillful. Skill base, yeah. they are. They I are. think there are also those skill involved with the running races. Maybe less skill than obviously the the, the field events and sprints. So my only argument is simply that I never ran track till my senior year of high school. Okay. Ran track my senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. Just sprints, 100, 200, four by one, four by two. All school records, still have them. Never lost a race. Besides when I fall started, it just is hard for me to. I've never done it, so why can't? Well, maybe, (laughs) but it just makes it hard for me. That how can it? I don't know. To be a sport, I feel like it's something you. It takes time to master, master, master. But if it's just a short event, such as a sprint, it's just a god-given ability or talent, I guess. I don't. I don't agree because you know all those guys. I mean, say for you, if you would have gone to the college level with it, you probably wouldn't have gotten. Oh, I got destroyed. But you would have gotten a whole lot better. You know, you would have seen progress over that time, and you would your times would have dropped, and 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 everything like that. So, I mean, I think your situation is different. You only did it for what a year, one and, year, and obviously you were you were good at it. Maybe if you would have given it more time, you would have ran even faster and been even better at it. Fair enough. Should've good talk. All right. Ran. But with that, I think we're going to get to some open questioning here. I think Matt's going to lead us off here in that. So yeah, Tyler, uh, thanks again for joining us. Yeah, uh, going to come out of the gate firing here. Yeah. Racers like yourself. Okay, mm-hmm. you, you're a coach, full time job, you know, representing a university yep. versus full time sponsored athletes. 
Yep. What kind of barriers do you have to overcome to make the Olympic trials versus those full-time athletes? That's a good question right at the gate. Jesus. I also really, really like your outfit. I, unfortunately, the listeners cannot see it. Unfortunately but, um, not. We'll, 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 we'll take a picture. We'll take a fortunately, picture. Fortunately, uh, um, we're going to post this out on Twitter. Andrew has just snuck back in the room <laughs> in full-on track attire. So, sorry, I didn't mean to. We might need to re- repeat the question. Um, what kind of ba- what kind of barriers do you have to overcome as as a Olympic hopeful that is mm-hmm. not a full time sponsored athlete? Okay, um, you know I think there's I mean obviously there's a big difference. You know my my income comes from obviously coaching. Um, I would say the reason I haven't gone and trained at a professional program or, or taken that route is I need something else besides running in my life. And and I think when I take taking the coaching route I, I get that um where when you go and you go train pro in arizona or colorado like everybody else does that's your life you know that's everything to you that's your income you know if you're not performing you're not getting paid and i love the sport but i don't love it like that yeah. and i do it because i just enjoy it um i coach myself because i feel like i have you know the ability to to write workouts to get me to that level um, so there's a lot of small pieces that go into it. I also think I can make a big impact on, on my athletes and, and what we're doing out there. And that's honestly kind of what is a motivator of mine. I know everybody that goes pro, they're training at a program. They've got teammates. I kind of look at myself in the same situation. I still have teammates. It's just in a, kind of a different aspect where they're also my athletes. Yeah. But it's a cool opportunity to be able to go. That's got to drive them a little bit to see you and yeah. they learn yeah. by your example. I think it goes both ways. I think they're uh, – Huge motivators of mine. Obviously, I see them doing their workouts every day, and then I think in return they see what I do and the work I put in to be at my level, and I think it reciprocates in both ways. So, was there a specific time that you realized you didn't have? I'm going to call it a drive. I know you got the drive, but the drive to be that specific pro runner. Always, yeah. So I, I never wanted it. Uh, when I was out of college, I had a few smaller offers to go train at a program, and it just never interested me. Um, when I was in college, I was a very social guy and then running was also part of my life as well and there's a ton of different pieces that I always had involved I was always involved in and it was never just running for me um I always realized too you know I had a lot of injuries in my college career and when you're hurt you kind of like step back and you're like man I need more than just running Mm -hmm. because because if you only have running and then you're hurt I mean it's like your whole life's taken away from you and you know obviously we, we know this right now in our times like health you don't know when it's going to be completely taken from you. And I've, I've always been one where I need more than just obviously the running part of my life. I like it. For sure. We, we really pride ourselves here on the Six Seat Podcast with our pre-show research. And so I did some research on you and I saw yes. in an interview where your favorite post-race indulgence is pizza and beer. Real quick, <laughs> I want to give a shout out to Razzo's in Rochester, Italian restaurant. It has both of those. It has pizza and yes. beer. Uh, I would absolutely go six deep slices of their <laughs> buffalo chicken pizza. Uh, but hey, could you please share with us as specifically as possible, what does that indulgence look like once you qualify for the Olympic tri- trials? Are you saying like, what's my pizza of choice and what's my beer of choice? Yep. Oh man. Uh, locally, I love Luca pizza. Um, oh, that's a big go-to big of mine. Slice. Yeah. Pizza by the slices. Slice. And you can buy it by the slice. So that's what I love too. So I would say Luca is definitely my go-to and then beer. That changes a lot. I mean, please don't say athletic. Tonight I brought Budweiser. Don't say athletic. Brew. I brought Bud, Budweiser tonight. So um, I'm also a big Guinness fan. I also I'll drink McUltra. I mean, I you were texting me about it. I drink anything. I so brought I, you an IPA. Yeah, and I would have <laughs> drinking that as well. So 
I don't have a specific one on mine. Real quick, uh, as far as the budget goes, I just think this is a, a question that maybe a lot of people are interested in outside of mm-hmm. running too. Does UIS need a football team? Would that bring in more money for the entire athletic budget? I I don't know the specifics on how that all works, but I do know that football is also an expensive sport to start. Um, and I think that's where, again, I don't know the full budget that is out there at UIS, but I would have to guess to, to start a football team, you have to have a lot of money sitting around just to start up. And I, I don't see that Donors happening. Or, yeah. I know a lot of people have, have said they want it, but I don't know that anybody really understands what it what it takes to start that. And, you know, you also go to venues. I mean, <laughs> there's no venue out at UIS that's going to... UIS has some pretty wealthy alum. <clears throat> <laughs> and that'd be, I think that'd be a big part, too, is, you know, what alums are, are willing to help start that program and... But again, I think from the facility standpoint, I just don't think it's realistic at all. Let's talk shoes real quick. You said Nike's your favorite. Yep. By What's far. your take on the recent controversy with the the shoe? Well, I race in that shoe. I know That's you did. The, the, the carbon infused. Do they do they yeah. eventually need to carbon regulate this? They like, have. Like golf is talking golf yeah. balls and stuff. Is this something that... So it's regulated. Uh, is this about I think as far it's a, as it's going to go? I think it's done. <clears> yeah. So basically, Nike released a shoe, which was brilliant on their end that vapor max vapor vapor fly yeah, yeah. um so well the big one is called alpha fly it's okay the alpha of the shoes you know <laughs> and yeah it basically has two carbon fiber plates it's very responsive and the, a, a big thing for those is you know you get a lot of give back from the shoe and they basically mm-hmm. they measured the height of that shoe and now that's the limit on no shoe can go bigger than that so at this point any other brand can create something similar if they want. But, but should there should there be any kind of asterisk next to these times that are coming out with, with this technology driven? Yeah, is it significant enough that it improves your time individually? Has it? Have you I mean, noticed an improvement? You can look at any shoe and say that it improves your time. But it's going to keep like, you healthier. I mean, what's right? the difference between running barefoot and a shoe? Your, your time's going to improve, right? Well, sure. So, but it doesn't have a spring in it. I don't think there should be an asterisk. I do think that they should have set a mark, which they did. Um, you know, it was pretty convenient, I would say, for Nike that it was like right before the trials that the shoe came out, and then they then set the mark basically right above the Nike shoe. It didn't give other brands much time to catch back up with with their competition. But with that being said, too, Nike's always ahead of the game. You know, they're 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 a step ahead of any other brand. And I think a big reason that that became such an issue is there's a lot of people who are sponsored by other brands. And their brand didn't have the technology to create a shoe similar to Nike. So that's where I think that's more, you need to have a conversation with your brand on creating something that that can get you there rather than being mad at Nike for creating a fast shoe. I mean, shoes have never been a conversation until. What a a shoe like the Vapor Max or whatever. Alpha Alpha, Uh, Alpha Max. mm -hmm. Would it help like an amateur? Let's say, let's yeah. say you're a weekend warrior out there just doing eight minute mile paces. JK would actually improve their yes. speeds too. Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, you put, just by simply putting it on like that one race, you'd, you'd improve. Yes. Yeah. I mean, huh. you put the shoe on and like even if you're going for a walk, I mean, <laughs> do your you athletes the, wear them? You feel the yeah, boost. absolutely all of them. Like race day, that's their shoe. Basically all yeah. of them. Yeah. They don't wear the alpha. They wear the next percents. Tyler. Uh, I'll at least, I would say at least 25 of our 27 total listeners to this podcast are local. Hey, yeah. 39. 39. That's okay. different than 39. the number I was going to give later. <laughs> to get how, much, how much emphasis do you put on recruiting locally, such as the CSA, but also those smaller schools, the Sangamo? Big time. I mean, you look at our roster, I'd say oh, 50% at least are within 
15 miles of here. Um, you know, a lot a lot of small towns around here. Athens has been a big one for us. But the even, McIntyre kid, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why? Well, he was a transfer from U of I. Um, Lane Hill is also from Athens. But, you know, we – it's interesting in Illinois. We're one of the top states in the nation in running. And, you know, even locally, if I were to go from, say, 100 miles from Springfield, you know, say that was the radius or whatever – you're going to get a lot of talent to create a national caliber program. And I think that's one cool thing about coaching at Springfield is the talent's right in front of you. The biggest issue, though, is getting athletes that want to stay at home. Right. You know, and I you know, say Chatham, every once in a while you'll get a stud from there that's interested in the program but also doesn't want to stay at home. And it's it's tough to keep those kids here, you know. And, and I think that's been a big part of my coaching is I understand if you don't want to stay home, then UIS is the route for you. But – we also do get some that, that are local. And, and a lot of the kids like, you know, Lane and Wyatt, for example, they're from Athens and they they don't commute. They, they stay on campus and, and, and pay the, the room and board. But, um, no, it, I, I think it's really important, one, to bring in people to our local university. And the nice thing is, is we're such a young program and we've only been around for five years. So uh, at, at times, a lot of locals don't even know about us and just introducing them to what we've got going is, is cool, for sure. I think uh, I would like to talk about your uh, trials in uh, in Atlanta. Yeah, uh, we haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. So, as we know, you you went out with a bang, and mm-hmm. uh, we all watched you on TV. We you yeah. were with the lead pack for a long time, well past the halfway mark, and uh, ended up having to drop out late, yeah. uh, cramping right. Yep. So uh, uh, let's hear your thoughts on what happened and yeah. You know, I mean, first off, I think just qualifying was a big goal of mine. And then once I finally started training for the trials. And you qualified with a time of 2.15, pretty impressive. Yeah, right. thanks. Thanks. Yeah, I was yeah. pretty happy with that. I, you know, I started my training and, and I've never been one to go into races with much more of a mindset of like, I'm just going to go to the front. You know, the only time I've ever really done that was actually in my qualifier. I was like, you know what, just go. The standard was, I think, 2.19. And I was still aggressive that day, but. I, I've always been one. I go to the front, sit, and then try to try to win it at the end. And going to the trials, I had, without a doubt, best training segment I've ever had in my life. I was fit. I Realistically, I thought I could run around 2.10. And I knew going to the trials that around 2.10 was going to be the time that would get you to the Olympics. And I thought it was I – knew, I knew it was a long shot. You know, I knew – but I also knew that there was a chance. So, um, you know, going in, I would say I was pretty ballsy. Went, went to the front. I felt great. I just couldn't get my fluids down. You know, so I don't know if you guys know this, but every 5K, you're taking goo or water. Salted caramel. Know, salted caramel, salted caramel, preferably. Um, and I just couldn't get them down. I From the gun, first 5K in, I was just choking it back up, spitting mm-hmm. it out. Couldn't do it. Was that nerves or, or have you Looking had back, in the past? Never, never. So on? typically I have a pretty... Pretty strong stomach, but is that, that day... Is that I, why you keep spitting your beer out tonight? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I have not spit any beer out. So I don't know. I, I always look back to like maybe anxiety or nerves, which I've never been one to get super nervous, but obviously it's that... It's grace. It is. It is. And I think I look back and tell myself, ah, no, I wasn't that nervous. And maybe I really was. I don't know. But as the race continued, not getting fluids for that long of a time, I think yeah. you know around 18 is when I started really cramping. It's kind of at that point, it's all she wrote. You know, and, yeah. and once you start cramping, it's, you're done, you sure. know, sure. and I remember I kept, I fought, I fought until about 22 and then finally it was like, all right, I, I was cramping abs, 
quads, yeah. hamstrings, so, calves. The quote I think I remember hearing before you left for that race was, mm-hmm. I'm going to qualify or I'm going to die. Yeah, and that's exactly How close were we to, to that? <laughs> I mean, I took an ambulance to the hospital, so I was pretty close. Uh, but, you know, okay. that's honestly, that's the mindset I did have going into it. I mean, I think if you are going to make the Olympic team, that's got to be your mindset. Yeah, and I think the yeah. three people that qualified did probably tell you the same thing going into it. Yeah. You know, it was like it's kind of a do or die situation. And I want to I want to feed off that. So speaking yeah. of strategy, so in racing, it's always kind of a cat and mouse game. What? Mm-hmm. I like I like that you just went out and went for it. Why do like the Galen Rups of the world not just go out and just hammer it and just leave everybody in the dust? I don't understand why like so, just go because you know you're the best. So why not just go be the best yeah. and win it? People would just sit on him. People would sit on him the whole time. But they can like if he's out there just yeah cr- on that course. Yes, it was such a difficult course. It was such a windy day. I don't think anybody that was leading early was going to be in the top three, and that's where. You know, you saw Galen. Even I wasn't leading. I was sitting behind leaders. Mm -hmm. You know, I wasn't taking the win at any moment from mile one to 18. It's it's, it's very tactical. And if you're going to win that race, you're not going to do it from the gun. So when's the go time? When do you go? I think it's a personal preference. If it was me... I'm confident 5K out that I can I can race with anybody. Um, Galen, if you look at his history, being a yeah. former 10K, mm-hmm. what, silver medalist? Uh, yeah. He, he, yeah. he kind of takes off. And that's with him, too, is he can go at any time. Like, he's got the freedom. Also, first off, Galen's not clean, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw that out there right now. But Ooh, Galen. Oh, oh, <laughs> Let's get his Twitter handle. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and you can, yeah, I, I stick to that. But. Uh, Galen is, he's at a level where he can, he can, go. <laughs> I love it. This is going to be awesome. Yeah, he can go at any time. So I think for him, it's kind of a, when is he most comfortable? And so he, but could right. he win that race from start to finish? If you want to, could he just go and win at Atlanta? Yeah. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I, I think a lot of people in that situation, if he were to go from the gun, a lot of people would have gone with. So he needs to stay within what, like how, what? How many minutes does he need to be within coming into the final 10K? If he's within... He would never let it be more than a 30. second. Oh, okay. He would sit, 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 okay, sit, sit. Okay, so he's sitting on the lead He could decide right? with with halfway to go, okay, now I'm going to go. Or he okay. could decide with 5K to go, now I'm going to go. And he'd probably... How, how important is it for you, as you go through the trials, how important is it for you to know either the PRs or the recent times of a lot of your opponents? I don't think it's important at all. Um, when I was a high school athlete, college athlete, and even now, I really don't pay attention to my competition at all. I couldn't tell you who. I mean, obviously, Galen's like all over the media and everything. But outside of that, like I know some of the big names, but I don't know every result they've got. When I was in college and I was stepping on the line at nationals, I didn't know who I was racing. Like that to me wasn't really important. I was, you know, again, I think if you're stepping on the line to compete for a win, it really doesn't matter who's there. We can edit this part out later if we want, but. If if nobody takes anything else from this podcast, Galen, I have no idea who you are, but we challenge you to a piss test immediately. <laughs> he won't take it. He won't take it. How does he it's, get around it? Is it not like there's him and any of the Salazar guys? For so those that's of you aren't familiar with it since I follow mm-hmm. running a little bit. Nope. I, yeah. <laughs> uh, and well, let's guys get, and girls. I mean, let's get back to yeah. Tyler here. He's our guest. Uh, you know, there's uh, a lot of doping stuff around. Him, sure. So, yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, what lessons did you learn from that race? And is the goal still to attack 2024, right? Go at it again. What lessons yeah. did you learn? How low do you think you can go? Uh, what's the goals here? Yeah. Lessons learned. I don't know that I would change much going, if I were to go back into it again. 
on the same date or anything like that. I I think that was my move and and what were to happen that day, I mean, I think what did happen was kind of out of my control, you know. Obviously keep practicing fluids and, and, and all that kind of stuff and hopefully, you know, don't run into that issue again. I think a big thing for me is I need to get into some bigger marathons. You know, do you want us to ride in a car like next to you yeah. and ask you tough questions? To yeah, get give you, me, get give me some up? nerves. Yeah, um, but if I you think need a guy to go out as rabbit, I can make it about four hundred <laughs> meters. I'd appreciate that. I'd appreciate that. But I think that's a big thing for me is get into marathons that that have a lot of good guys. I hadn't been in that before besides California, so get some experience in that in that end, and then I'll definitely go twenty twenty four. Go for go for that trial standard, and then. I would think 2028 is not out of reach, but I don't like thinking that far. I mean, who knows as far as health and stuff goes with that. But, I mean, I, I realistically, I think if I train well and I'm healthy, I can I can make the team. Okay. I mean, I think I – don't, I don't know why you'd ever step on the line there and not, not think like that. So Who were the – other than Rob? Because Ward didn't make this one, did he? Ward did not. Who were the other um, two? Because Meb's retired, right? Meb's out. That's the thing. It's just it's a bunch of two, it was kind of a two ten shoot, guys they were that talking can about, like, make Rasta a shot. Hayes, what I, we challenged yeah. them to a piss test as name, well. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, God damn, Abdi, I think was one of the guys' names. So that's one of these Americans that you know, yeah, American. Right. Um, and then we're doing air quotes. Yeah. <laughs> Something Riley. He was kind of a. He was actually no no sponsors going into it. I think he's got a sponsor now. But were you a no sponsor? I was sponsored. By first to finish, uh, which is a company out of Edwardsville. I, okay. Can we sponsor you next I, next whoa, trials? Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> yeah, I, I have absolutely. a I have a handwritten question here on sponsorship. If you're looking, <laughs> if you're looking, <laughs> if you're looking for a sponsor, say maybe by a local media podcast group. Mm-hmm. What kind of perks would the sponsor enjoy? Not you, not you, the racer, but the sponsor. Yeah, what do, what do yeah, we what do get? We out of get? It? I mean, I guess do you your fly guys us to do, Atlanta. Do we get uh, our do I have name all over you? I think we're supposed we're to the fly sponsors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're the sponsor, sponsor and he wears our crap on his chest. So you'll put yeah, six I'd deep podcast, six deep right on the chest. He Which, might, he might tweet funny. us out. No, thank yeah, you. Yeah, they'll think he's part of a sex group. So tweets and social media and your logo. That's about all. What about a tattoo? Oh gosh, no! I don't have any. We'll, we'll, we will sponsor the tattoo. Speaking of, <laughs> if you make the team, would you get would you get the Olympic rings tattooed on you? Uh, yeah, that's actually funny. Right. I don't have any tattoos, but I've always said there's one tattoo I'll get, and that'd be yeah, the rings. Yeah, yeah. That's Absolutely, a pretty badass one. Yeah, yeah, can't say no to that. So Tyler, listening to your story, listening to about what you're about. I mean, I've seen you follow a couple Bud Light or Budweiser since we've been here. Mm-hmm. The King. Do you think you are Steve Prefontaine reincarnated? <laughs> no, no, I don't. I don't. I don't compare R-I-P. myself. To do, you, do you like running like Steve though? It seems like yeah, you he's kind a very of... good runner. Uh, I'd love to run as fast as he ran. Um, well, he it, was. Steve was all about. He was a party animal, but also extremely hard worker. Yeah. Hard worker, but also kind of he liked talking shit. I don't know if if that's your game. Yeah, I'm not a shit talker. Yeah. Well, you kind of no. talk shit to Galen or whatever well, that I, guy is. That's that's a fine line when you're cheating and talk smack. But, but no, in, in all seriousness, it, it, from the, the thing, movie that I saw, it sounded like he would 
he's going to win the race or he's going to die. Right. right. And, yeah. Yeah. yeah he so kind of had that killer. He said killer, it, killer if instinct. it comes down to heart, nobody mm-hmm. can beat him. Yeah. yeah. So kind of like you, Tyler. Oh, yeah. In 18 yeah. years, whenever somebody in his circle finally hears this podcast, <laughs> then he might come <laughs> after you. But I doubt it. <laughs> so, uh, it's so all good. Tyler, why Southern Indiana over a, a bigger program like U of I or something? Um, so I wasn't good in high school. Oh, so you I mean, did it have to do with coaching? <laughs> no, I will actually say this because Trey Connor. <laughs> Trey Connor, I'm not, and I, I mean this wholeheartedly. Is you cannot get much of a better high school coach than Trey Connor. And I, I, you know, I had a lot of obstacles when I was at the high school level, and Trey was a guy that helped me a ton. Um, Trey was actually the connection between Springfield and Southern Indiana. Okay. Um, I had to sit out when I was a senior in high school. I didn't run cross country because uh, of an injury and then came back and I had a decent track season. So, I mean, I went on a visit to Illinois State and they basically said, no, like you're not an option for us. So, you know, Southern Indy was one option that, that kind of like stood out to me and that's where I ended up. Have you ever shit yourself or almost shit yourself during a run? Yes. <laughs> uh, I've, I would say, honestly, probably about once a month. <laughs> so what? Do, what do you, you know what? You know what? You That's you a strong stomach. Why weren't you more worried about I mean, that on strong marathon? Strong stomach, I know, but marathon, you're fully prepared for. I mean, you're in, just in, loading in up sense, with emodium. You, all that I mean, goo. you're drinking the coffee in the morning. You're emptying the tank. Oh yeah, yeah. But you also see in marathons, there's a ton of people who Crapping have to themselves. pull either crap themselves or pull Pulling over and have to go porta potty. And I would say, even if you were to talk to my runners, shoot, one of my one of my girls posted on Strava today saying that she almost almost did on her run today. Next question is, yeah. is shitting your pants a sport? <laughs> you know, I that's it's common. I mean, I don't I don't know, there's another way around it. You're out when you're yeah. out running for what do you do, for man? two hours. It's a long time. You're in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, I get it. What are you gonna do? I get it. So do you create your own custom plans or do you follow like a Fitzinger Jack Daniels or I create my own. Yeah, one hundred percent myself. Own. I mean, I think for me, it's like I coach my athletes, so yeah, you know, I think in their sense, it's like I should be able to coach myself you, as well. Do you draw influence from any, anywhere? Uh, I'd say a lot of it's from past. Um, you know, honestly, what we did in high school and what we did in college is kind of a combination. I mean, they they both coached very similarly, so yeah, kind of combination of both. All right, my last one for you: your former coach. At Springfield High, recently retired. I'm doing air quotes uh, from competitive running. Any thoughts? Is that Trey? Yeah, <laughs> he's still running every single day. Um, <laughs> I think for him, it's probably uh, you know doesn't want to put the stress on himself to compete again. Um, so I'm assuming that's why he retired. But By I compete, also don't. Is it like sign up for a race? But he's uh, telling us how many I'm, pull ups he does. And... I'm I'm gonna say this. I don't think he's actually retired. He'll he will race another marathon or at least a half marathon again. Why you else? You heard it here. I think first he's just he's just podcast. he's. Yeah. I think he should take. <laughs> he's a just convincing himself. Calling right you now out, he's Trey. Tired, but Trey, you'll you'll definitely run another marathon or half. Five sets of ten pull ups. Galen Rupp and Trey in the same interview. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here we go. Uh, speak to the people here and now. All of our Central Illinois listeners, if you're a sprinter, if you're a distance runner, in 45 seconds, quick pitch. What is why come to UIS? How do you recruit them? I would say, for starters, uh, you're, it's a U of I degree. Um, we're also one of the cheapest public schools in, in uh, the state of Illinois. From a running perspective, I think we 100% have one of the te- best team chemistries 
um, that you could possibly have, you know, guys and girls who, who really look out for each other. I also put things, you know, the sky's the limit for us. You know, I, I know what it takes to get to the national level, and I think I can get anybody there. Nice. Love it. It's awesome. Speaking of the athletes, um, is there any race that any one of your current athletes could beat you in right now? I knew this question was going to come. <laughs> um, no, I, I do not think there's anybody on the team right now that could beat me in any event. But Period. Yeah, but yes, period. Any event. But I do want to say this. Blake Jones is our number one guy right now. I did a workout with him this morning. He will have a more decorated career at the college level than I did. He will run faster wow. times than I ran at the college level. I also want to say... What Court, year is he? He is a junior, but we, we, we get him back for two more years. Court Ross, freshman, had a phenomenal workout this morning. He is better than I was as a freshman. I also think you know the way he acts and the way he talks. He'll be better than I was at the college level. And I don't take offense to that at all. I, you know, it's funny. It's Blake sat no, down with take me. should take credit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Blake sat down with me when he was a freshman, and we still talk about this every day. And he, he's, I said, you know, what do you want to accomplish in your time here? And he said, what were your accomplishments? And I, I told him, <laughs> and he said, I want to do that. And he's well on his path to, to doing that. And I think he'll do a lot we'll more. We'll have all that. three of you on a podcast together. Yeah. yeah. That's hey, absolutely. Great. That's awesome. Last question for me. What time do you think you'd post in a beer mile? So you drink a beer, run a lap, drink a beer, run a lap, mm-hmm. complete. Like he doesn't know. I've done one. Yeah. I've done Have one. You? So I did one, but I showed up and I was not planning on doing it. I, was, I came to watch. So I was like, literally, I was in what I was wearing, right? What I'm wearing right now. And I ran 520. Um, I'll say this. I, <laughs> I'm like number four in the world in the milk mile. Oh, oh yeah. That so, sounds way say, worse. Yeah, How much honestly, milk no, do you have it's to not, drink? It's 12, the same as beer, 12 ounces oh. of chocolate milk. Um, I think I could run her to five. Oh, probably. You are not invited. The four of us are, <laughs> are doing it, and you cannot be there. I don't think we could do that if each one of us did a leg. Actually, that, do you think any of us – well, no, there's no way four of us could go under no. five. No, but do you think – any of us could. I couldn't do that with water. <laughs> do you think he could beat us by twice? Like so, like we don't. <laughs> ten drink, minutes. We don't yeah. drink do you milk. Think we could do a ten. Any of I us think could individually might, do a ten. That'd be a great. I'm not do doing it. it. I'm not doing it quicker than ten minutes. No, but does I he think, have to I drink right now? He has to drink, and we don't. Does he have to drink? Wait, you eight don't beers? have to drink. <laughs> we can't run a no. five minute mile. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was saying we just double his we time. We have to get. We have to get under. Double his time. The Love problem it. is, is though, is He's drinking the carbonation over four laps in a beer. Yeah. Is, I remember because when I did it, it was like. Four and for years those of you who don't know, if you vomited all, you have to run another it's, quarter mile. It's not entirely clear to me if Tyler's accepting the challenge or not. <laughs> I'll accept got, the challenge. He's going to do it twice. Oh, but I will say that last lap. I mean, I I spit up in my mouth and I had to swallow because uh, you know if you throw up, uh, you, yeah, yeah, it's a you gotta do another lap. So, yeah. what yeah. could you run a hundred in right now? Hundred meter dash. I have no idea. What would you guess? I, honestly, I, no honestly I have no yeah, but clue. You, were you ever a quick I never guy? ran under the mile. Yeah, so, so, I mean, I did an 800 in practice, but... What's your fastest 400? 800. We'll divide it by something to get a... <laughs> you can't do that. You can't <laughs> do that at all. In practice. I've ran, I, I've ran close to I, around 49.50 in the, in the four, but... It's okay. You, that it's gives okay. you an idea-ish. Don't, don't you have yeah. a, uh, a student that runs a 100 so we don't have sprints no sprints no we don't How have sprints. we are only funded for cross country so uh-huh. 
we are our, our entire programs distance runners and then we have uh two walk-on uh female throwers okay. for track but javelin they do throw javelin as well um nice but yeah so we're only funded for, the, for cross country so we recruit cross country runners and then we also compete on the track side gotcha so when we show up to meet i mean we're not going for a team score because nice. we don't have field events or okay. or sprints or anything like that all we right. don't have a track either all right i'll wrap this interview up i got a a, a couple of uh non-track related questions well maybe yeah. maybe this one is um uh, I've heard a rumor that you have been known as the Cookie Monster or a Cookie Monster before. What? <laughs> Can you uh, maybe elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, it's the dumbest story of all time. Uh, we finished a track meet at Bloomington High School when we were—I think I was a senior in high school—and uh, we're doing our cool down. We ran into the school for a bathroom break or something like that, and they had their senior night. So they had a bunch of cookies, fruit punch, sitting out on a table. We thought it was a good idea to go take the cookies and uh, fruit punch, and we got caught on camera. Turns out it wasn't. Turns out it was not a good idea. Um, We were actually getting on the bus to leave from the meet, and the president came out and uh, caught us. us. Yeah, I was picturing something more uh, ridiculous, like you were wearing a a cookie monster outfit. The story came from Trace. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Trey was not happy. But. My my last question draws from a, a previous podcast of ours, uh, something we all discussed. Do you kiss your mother on the lips right now? I do not. You do not. No, I can't How dare remember you? the last How dare time. You? I mean, I don't know. Is that Nancy? Not, I know you're going to listen to is this that podcast. Not cool. I don't know. Brown's, um, Brown's the only one that does. So yeah, yeah. I, I'm trying to find you, anybody. Oh, you still do? <laughs> oh, sorry. I I don't know. I'm trying I, to find anybody, Nancy. <laughs> This Christmas, uh, <laughs> what I want for Christmas is for you to run over and give your, your son a big kiss on the lips. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while, man. It's been like maybe middle school. But it's all right, though. I'm not judging you. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you just say it? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, that really uh, wraps it up for all us right. here. Awesome, man. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, you guys for having me. Yeah, Appreciate awesome. it. Well, thanks for joining us with this interview, uh, Tyler Pence. Tyler, thanks for coming again. It was a real pleasure. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me. Great talking with you. For those that uh, may be new listeners, you can find us at uh, on Twitter at 6deep3. Please give us a like. Give us a listen. No. Slide into our DMs. Let me know how much you think I weigh. Slide into the 6deep3 DMs. With that, we'll uh, call it a wrap. Enjoy the evening. Merry Christmas. Appreciate it.